Hello everyone, this is Mike. And this is Paxton. And welcome to the Mad Liberty Party, where up is down, left is right. The rum is always gone, and the world is full of clowns. If you feel like the world's gone mad, then pull up a chair and we'll throw you a teacup, because we're all mad here. Normally, we'd mention what we were going to talk about here. But today, we get to introduce ourselves, instead of talking about something specific. Um, because this is it. This is the first one. We've been... Struggling to get to this moment, and here it is. This is the one first episode to rule them all. And uh, where we're going to start at is uh, basically, you know, the show itself. Um, obviously, you guys who are tuning in, you have no idea what the show is or what it's really about. A couple of you may have actually heard about it in the details before, but uh, we're going to lay it all out here for you today. Um where, where do you think that we should start at, buddy? Well, um, I mean, to me, that seems like the most logical thing to do is just explain what they uh, are in store for. You know, what is the Mad Liberty Party and like, what, what are they going to be watching? Yeah, sounds good to me. I mean, uh, the basics of what the Mad Liberty Party is pretty easy. I mean, we're a show where we get together and we talk about how insane the world is getting and some libertarian stuff and maybe some tech stuff, some news stuff, some educational stuff. But mostly aggressively libertarian stuff. I I'm a little bit of an anarchist sometimes, but close enough. You say whatever makes you feel happy. We vote libertarian. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I'm not. I actually do vote libertarian sometimes. Um, why did we actually, like, I mean, why did we call it this? I know that, like, I can explain it, but I actually think that you can lay it out a little bit better. Um, when I was listening to you earlier explain it, I like, I kind of liked that. Do you want to go yeah, into the um, name? <clears throat> yeah, uh, so the Mad As you know, it's the Mad Liberty Party. Um, the Mad Aspect of that is just really an, uh, Talking about, you know, our state of the world, uh, not only our political system, but just cultures and society around the world. Um, and we'll be addressing that quite a bit. Uh, the liberty, uh, that's obviously a play on words. Uh, not only do uh, or will we be talking a lot about liberty, um, but a, a tea party traditionally was... Uh, you know, a place where people would sit down and have conversations and have civil discourse. And that's hopefully what we uh, hope to do. And then also you have the, the Tea Party. Uh, that was a, a movement, uh, what I want to say, in like 2010s, 2012s, uh, with largely libertarian uh, leanings. Uh, it's since gone away from that large and large, at least I'll say it has. I, do, I think yeah. it has too. It'd be nice to kind of like get people fired up and back towards what we were really what they were really anyways um yeah i think that yeah that's kind of what we're here for um not entirely obviously like this isn't like some sort of political power push or anything i'd rather discuss than than do something like that we'll let you guys take the information here and just do whatever you like with it um 
which kind of leads us to like I guess you know like the name itself is is kind of interesting um but like you know how we got the idea to come together I I personally like that story more um I mean there's some struggle I had a bad time it was not good for me but um you know uh I met him and then we started organizing things together in a different community and uh we worked well together even though like we're complete opposites it's horribly frustrating <laughs> um, it's pretty bad yeah it's pretty bad because like he he's very adaptive and i'm very i need a list <laughs> and then i kind of half ignore the list afterwards but if it's not there i have a cow um but like you know we came together we got we'd been talking to each other for a long time and talking about the politics and everything that was going on and different things that could be done. And, you know, it really came down to, for me, it came down to, we really aren't doing ourselves or anybody else any good, just sitting here in a closed echo chamber environment, talking about this stuff. We need to go out there and talk about it to other people. And even though I do it one-on-one, I figured this might actually, you know, get us able to do it to more people maybe um and i mean technically did you suggest this first or did i suggest? i don't care i can't even remember who suggested it i think we just kind of came to it that maybe we should do a show i think it was just kind of something that we you know we were having a lot of conversations and we would say something funny and you know Probably all of our friend group has suggested at least one time or another that we should do a show. Yeah, and that's then true. Eventually, here we are. Yeah, and and I mean, we've got in, some ex. I I was inspired by several of the people out there already doing this, and I'm like, you know, why are they the only ones doing it? More of us need to do it. We need to make our voice bigger, louder. Um. And I mean, that's kind of gets us to the main point of the whole thing. You know, um, we want to, uh, do you want to get, do you want to take it from there on the, on the point of it all? Or, or do you want me to keep rambling? <laughs> yeah, I just kind of like to see how well you paddle. Hey, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the gist of it, I would say is just, you know, we're two dudes that had, uh, you know, we're just two people. Like, we, we don't have exact ideology just running straight down the line. Uh, we don't have a whole lot in common. I mean, we're an age group different from each other, completely different lives. Um, and, yeah, we met through a fucking online game, doing something completely irrelevant to this. And we both weren't huge fans of one another at that time because we did things completely differently. I have you asking fucking questions about things, and you you want to know why I'm not telling you guys things. Um, and yeah, one somehow or another, and I, I think it really, at the end of the day, the big thing that brought us to this point is we're both relatively open-minded, and we enjoy having that conversation, even whenever it's uh, different opinions. And that's how we connected, is we both just kept talking even when we there was like a minor frustration with one another oh yeah and now what you're down the line here we are yeah i'd like to think that we're we're pretty decent buddies now um 
and and we we you know we came here together to to get our to get out various words <laughs> various words i don't know not all of them are ours but we'll see how it goes um in the future we're gonna be trying to do things about uh educating people about libertarianism educating people about the constitution things that are going on in the world right now some philosophy some religion um i hell we might even throw in some geek stuff on occasion because we are full colossal geeks um i'm big into the tech so we'll try and and cover some of that stuff maybe explain some 5g um we're gonna try and actually get people of various different opinions to come in in here and join us at the liberty party to have conversations open conversations um some of our videos will be shorter and uh and some of them will be like long podcast style um did i did i, did I leave anything out that we're going to be bringing to the table so no. far i mean obviously we're going to try and make it better as it goes but for I now think that's what we've got I think the big thing is, you know, uh, yeah, we're going to fucking talk about politics and other uh, intellectual things, but, you know, we're going to be doing, we're going to have a good time doing it. Like, there's going to be memes, there's going to be jokes, I'm going to say offensive things, you're going to say offensive things, and we're going to get demonetized. It's, you know. <laughs> we're probably never going to get monetized. My, I mean, yeah. I just can't imagine it. Oh, no. Not going to happen here. It's going to be terrible. Or you know, probably wonderful, but you know, I'm kind of retarded, so you never know what's going to happen. Demonetized. <laughs> Demonetized. Say it. The R word. Can't say it. Oh, we can't say the, oh yeah, I forgot. That's ableist. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, so like, you know, that's what we're going to try and bring in the future. I'm learning a bunch of stuff. Other people are learning a bunch of stuff. We're going to try and integrate that into the video. Maybe we'll get some animation going or some shit. Wouldn't that be cute? Um, and I mean, like, that's basically going to be our show for now. And uh, from there, you know, I guess, I mean, who the fuck are we? Why would you listen to us? Why are we interesting? Um, Paxton, who the fuck are you with your coffee pot, your whole coffee pot over there? <laughs> that fucking look on your face. Um, I love this dude, y'all. Well, uh, yeah, my name is uh, Paxton, and uh, nothing super special. Uh, I am a white cis male, so, you know, all the privilege I've had throughout my life. Uh, it's been pretty cushy. Don't you have a uh, little bit of Native American or something? I'm a fourth Native American, but... More than Elizabeth Warren. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I've always been really big into history. I was that weird kid in, like, junior high reading thick, thick textbooks about history. Um for enjoyment not homework and uh in high school i got uh my knowledge of history kind of intersected with uh politics at the time because we were getting into like 2010 2012 when ron paul was starting to get in there obama all this stuff and i was just 
becoming developed enough to take an interest in politics, really. And at the time, I actually had uh, really big communist leanings. Like I was a, a, I'll just, I was a full-on communist. Like I thought that was the ideal thing. Like I wanted a, a bust of Lenin in my room. I, I had a communist manifesto. Um, and yeah, I, I like argued with a lot of people uh, about communism in favor of communism. Uh, and then I picked up like a, a 10th grade economics book and changed my mind completely. Um, and I became, and it just went complete opposite spectrum. I started listening to Ron Paul a lot. I'll always consider him like the godfather of libertarianism, at least modern libertarianism. Um, and he was very much so a uh, lighthouse for me uh, with just liberty. Um, and from there, it just kind of went, I, I guess, uphill, really, uh, on digging into the Constitution, uh, the Declaration of Independence, the Federalist Papers, uh, and just learning about libertarianism. And, yeah, just having trust in humanity that, you know, not every individual, just because there's not a rule saying not to murder people, they, they're not going to murder me. You know, having faith in your fellow man. Um, other than that, I'm really just a big history nerd. I love learning things. I would say that's my biggest thing. And, uh, yeah, here we are. Yeah. Uh, my, I, I have a long story, and I'm not going to give it all here, but I'll just sum it all up by saying I have a lot of really good and sometimes heinous uh anecdotal evidence <laughs> and uh advice and stuff things like that um i've traveled around a lot uh my my life was not super stable i'm trans i'm started out as a libertarian i mean no i didn't start out as a libertarian i started out more as like a very rebellious voluntary mutualist type person uh i've had a lot of experiences with the left and, I mean, I've, I've become disenfranchised. I'm not even really sure now if I ever really was. Well, I'm pretty sure now I never really was uh, on the left. But I I didn't really get what the heck I was until, like, you know, much later. When I finally, like, came around to looking for something that was, like, a realistic expectation. Because I, too, believe that people will, you know, can do the can be better, can be decent. I believe people are decent. I've seen some really bad shit happen out there, but I've seen some really good people shine right in the middle of things. And that kind of like turned me towards the idea of believing that people will do things for themselves and for others. Um, and that we don't really need the government to do it. And that kind of led me down the rabbit hole that brought me to the, the world of libertarians. They are my reasonable choice in this world. Um, and, like, that that was kind of something that we bonded over. I don't know if we would have bonded as much. Maybe we would have. Who knows? Because, like, I'm friends with a lot of people of a lot of different political leanings. That's kind of what I do. I like to go and see and talk to people and promote conversation. And I enjoy 
being able to share my ideas and learn other people's ideas and bring them back and, and integrate bits and pieces that work. I mean, I'm just, I'm on a, I'm on a, uh, a quest for, for knowledge and for life. And I hope that maybe I can help share some of that here. Um, yeah, I'm a hippie. I, I'm a little bit weird. Oh, marijuana. I'm very big on that. You'll be hearing about that a lot from me. Um, my inspirations are kind of really skewed. Like I, I am very inspired by some of Jordan Peterson's works. Um, I'm also equally inspired by Russell Brandt though. So I kind of run across the boards. I, um, you know, and I, I, I will look anywhere for knowledge. It doesn't matter where. So, uh, we're just kind of like two sides of the, we're, we're two different sides of the same coin, even though we're kind of down around the same thing over here. And I, I, I think hopefully that'll give us a good offish angle to bounce off of each other while we're doing this kind of thing. Cause, uh, you know, you'll find that we don't always agree. So that'll be some interesting conversations and that's what I'm really here for. Um, And, and basically, you know, I don't know, like, did you have anything else that you wanted to say about the show before we moved on or anything about your influences? Um, uh, I think we have really similar influences. Um, really I mean, do. I think your sticks, you, you've always exposed me to more. And I think I've exposed <laughs> a little bit of you on other people's, um, but, like, we both share Jordan Peterson in common. Uh, Jordan Peterson was a really big thing for me. Um, ben Shapiro was at first. Um, yeah, ben Shapiro. At least at first. Right now, I think we're both kind of weird on it. I'm trying to think of... Ron Paul was probably the biggest one. I mean, that's really the, the catalyst for me. That was what kind of started everything on from there. Uh, yeah, I mean, those would probably be the big three for me yeah outside of that it's i'm gonna start listing people no one has ever heard of before because they aren't um they're not creators or sharers of, of great works they're just human beings that taught me important lessons yeah and, um I'm trying to think that, i i would say like history has been a really big influence, like me reading oh, about yeah. history, because that's something I would talk about all the time, is like these fucking motherfuckers want socialism and communism because they haven't picked up a single history book in their fucking life. But you, you've got people like the New York Times talking about how great fucking Mao is and pushing down the, the millions of people that he massacred uh, for Not his to great mention all of the histories he destroyed. Yeah, think, yeah, we both and, bond on our love for history too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so just fucking history, facts preferably, uh, or as close to the facts as you possibly can get. And yeah, I think that's, I think that's about it. Jordan I, Peterson, Ron Paul, and history. What else do you need? <laughs> We're gonna clip that. <laughs> that's a good clip. That's just gonna be a T-shirt one day. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'd like to mention, obviously, that we don't do this by ourselves. We've got a little bit of help here, um, from the residents of Liberty, and, uh, 
eventually we'll have them introduce themselves as they come along. We're working on uh, figuring out when they're, you know, like when it's best for each of them to come in and talk. Uh, you're probably going to see every man Abe with us the most because he comes in and his job is to ask questions. Um, questions that he, that I and Paxton don't ask anymore because we've been doing this for a little while. We, we overlook, occasionally overlook things that people don't all know. And, uh, he's kind of there to catch us on that and make us pause and explain what the hell we're talking about. Um, which is, which is actually great. We're forever questioning us. <laughs> oh, we try not to be mean to Abe. He's, he's a cinnamon roll. Not to be confused with the cinnamon roll, whom we'll see at some point, too. I don't know. Sometimes I identify as communists, and I just I can't help but oppress people. Oh, my God. You're freaking terrible. Um, yeah, we'll get them in to, to talk about themselves and to talk about stuff and things they know and things they've seen. Um, but, you know... For now, um, I think it's about time that we kind of get into a little bit more of the meat of this stuff and let people kind of get an idea of what we think about various things. And how. Uh, and what we did was we picked several topics. Um, do, you want, do you want to explain how we went about picking the topics? Yeah, the uh, topics that we have are... Uh, we we kind of went back and forth on, like, left-leaning and right-leaning topics for starters, like, typically pro-gun is going to be more of a Republican, conservative, right-leaning uh, mo uh, movement or ide ideology. Um, and then we also did, like, gay rights. Well, to be fair, that's not really a party divide. Anyone, no one, no one cares. Um, and then they've got, uh, like, drugs and things like that. Uh, that's typically going to be a more left-leaning uh, uh, ideology. Um, and then just things that we talk about all the time that just really frustrates us that either don't get <laughs> enough attention or get, get like these binary answers of like, it's either this or it's that. Like, no, 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 no it's the thing, not. things are fucking more than black and white. There's way more things than what you're thinking about here. Like, I hate those political quizzes because there's so many times they word something as if it's either this or it's that. And that's not the case. Like, do it's really I think difficult to answer some of those questions with the way that I, I bend one way and lean the other, you know? Do I think revolution uh, revolution is necessary for capital or for communism? No, because communism doesn't work. So what's the point? But that's still not the same thing. Yeah, it's not the same answer. Not, that's that doesn't make me anti-revolutionary because I'm definitely am pro-revolutionary. But as, according to that, I I'm very moderate in my uh leanings there so but yeah that's how we came to these uh choices just things that interest us really things that we usually talk about yep just like everyday topics and uh i i guess that we'll just we're just gonna file through these lightning round style and spend a few minutes on each of them so bear with us y'all um we're gonna start out with the fda um do you want to go first on that one, or do you want me to go first, or... I mean, I could start out uh, with the rant, and you could give the details. <laughs> I think he and I both very much agree on this subject a lot. It's one of our bitch piles we get into. Yeah. So, the FDA and just regulation in general, That's that, that was kind of why I brought up the FDA as the subject. 
is why regulation is such so unnecessary. The idea that you think you need regulation is just silly. Um, there's a lot of most of the time the regulations that they enforce are usually causing more problems than what they're really solving. Like, um, for example, the, the thing I always talk about is going to be the uh, EpiPen epidemic that we had a couple of years back now, where the price of the EpiPen went outrageously high because you have some douchebag in the corporate office uh, deciding that he needs to make more money. Well, do you know why that was a big issue? Because there was no competition for the EpiPen. If this was any other product, if this was Cheez-Its now charging you know, $50 per box, and then they have the great value one over there for $2. Well, guess who the fuck is going to go out of business because everyone bought great value. That's that's how this works. Competition uh, prevents that thing from happening. So be, due to the regulations that were in place, EpiPen was able to do basically something that was ethically criminal. Um, and yeah, just, just regulations in general. It's just a bad idea. Like you're an adult or an individual you should be able to regulate yourself. Um, Not you shouldn't have someone. You, you shouldn't have someone in a uh, office in another uh, state determining what you can and cannot do with yourself. That is exactly true, and that was kind of along the lines of what I was going to bring up because I was like, not to mention, a lot of states already have their own FDA's. And I don't really, in a lot of cases, I'm not really seeing a real need for two, especially if one can cater specifically to the area and keep up with each area. I I really don't see why they can't talk to each other. It doesn't make any sense, you know? Um, we don't yeah. actually need a federal FDA to keep everybody talking. We can just arrange now, communication that, that's... and deal with it if we need to. That that's an important point is I don't believe in federal regulation. I think local regulation is something that's viable if you really have to. But it yeah. should be on local level. That's the only way you can really do regulations. If if you're talking about be, gun regulations, needs to be small. Well, yeah, on if you're a talking small... about gun regulations and you're in Chicago, yeah, you probably probably less of a reason to have guns there. And if you guys want to all vote that way to not have guns in your city, that's that's fine. That's on you. But if I'm out in fucking Maine. And the only the, the primary way that my family's been providing for uh, our children <coughs> for the past 200 years is through whatever animals they have up in Maine. Uh, then I, I kind of need a gun. Oh wait, that and doesn't fit then, with guns. I, yeah, <laughs> you, you well, shouldn't I mean, kill but, a lobster with a gun. I didn't know where he was going here on that. Sorry. Whatever the fuck you got to do. <laughs> Fucking lobsters. But even then, they're vicious. Even then. We'll, we'll we'll get into gun rights later. That's a whole other thing. You you can do outrage culture before I get angry. Before you get angry, I'm just absolutely outraged at the FDA. No, uh, no. one of the things that we also talk about a lot is is outrage culture. And though I try not to get really wound up in it and lost in it and stuck in it, I think it's important that we does that we do just sit around and discuss like the silliness of it because like and the hypocrisy that shows up in it and. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's insane how people can get so wound up now over something that, you know, could easily be discussed and just, we'll try to shut each other down and silence each other rather than talk about it or challenge those ideas in a public forum. And I feel like, 
you know, uh, the outrage is just causing us, it's making it difficult for us to be able to uh, talk to each other. Um, also, it's like, it's adding to the polarization and um, it makes it easy for people to create new kinds of uh, propaganda. And it just, it feels like the outrage is really there to keep us busy and distracted and arguing with each other instead of dealing with the actual issues themselves. Um, and so we'll be talking about a lot of those things. As they come out, I'm sure we'll mention things. Um, you know, I think that coming up soon, we're actually going to have a, an episode that's kind of about shutting down communication and uh, outrage culture and how it's, how it's affecting communication and stuff. But that'll be a whole different story. Uh, did you have anything to add on to that? Did I leave anything out? Any of our uh, major points we run around on? I would just say two things to put onto the outrage culture is, uh, one, nobody likes to have a conversation with a Nazi, besides Mike. And two... I'll talk to anyone. And two, nobody likes to talk to somebody after they were falsely accusing them of being a Nazi. And that's that's what we've come down to is people... Rather than having a conversation, they will throw the what used to be the most horrendous title you could possibly throw on somebody so nobody else would talk to them and no one would take their conversation seriously because uh, who, who's going to listen to the Nazi? Well, it's not just uh, Nazi. Well, on the other side, they'll, they'll shut each other down with libtard and, and other things of that. You're just a stupid libtard. Um, yeah, but Nazis. Nope. Yeah, Nazis is kind of worse to me. Nazis. Uh, it makes me okay. If someone calls me a libtard, I laugh. If someone calls me a Nazi, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> now hold a on a second, motherfucker. Who are you calling a goddamn? Do you know? Do you know where I came from? <laughs> exactly. Like a libtard is just a shitty insult made by some fucking person born in the forties. Uh, a Nazi. Yeah, that that's that's a way heavier insult, and it should be the fact that we're you calling everybody a fucking Nazi is downplaying Nazism, and that that's fucking sickening to me. That you are just so willing to throw away throw that title on anybody just because they have a different opinion than you. Yeah, that's fucking um, ridiculous. I was actually now when there's a... actual Nazis, nobody fucking listens. Exactly. It's a cry wolf situation. I was uh, having a conversation with some people before uh, on the side, and. They might or might not have been of that persuasion. And I mentioned, you know, how annoying it was that people keep saying all this stuff that's false flags about Nazis and how it's making it easier for, you know, Nazis to just pass their stuff because we can't tell what's real and what's not. And I threw an example out there, right? They stopped yeah. me and went, actually, that's real. It's just incorrect. And I was like, oh, my God, this proves my fucking point. They just get to sleep, sneak on by because now everyone, you know, everyone's looking at these false flags and and or rolling their eyes at the very idea of calling someone one. And it's just if you really want to stop Nazis, educate people. Don't don't just call everybody a fucking Nazi. But I mean, like, I think that's probably enough for that fucking section. We're going to have to move on if we're going to hit them all today. So like, how about we? Uh, how about you take it with the, with with my favorite topic? <laughs> so yeah, I think a, a classical libertarian meme is that 
gay gay guys should be able to defend their weed farms with guns. And I mean, that's that's kind of explains our leanings on uh, drugs in general. The way I look at it is, again, you're an adult, you're an individual. Uh, drug use is typically going to be a, uh, a a crime that's really only hurting yourself. If you're going out of decision uh, of doing like heavy drugs and you end up ruining your life and going bankrupt because of that, that's on you. You, you made those choices as an individual. Um, and then you, it, it's a matter of, again of where we draw the line of having somebody else decide what is okay for you to do. Um, I don't personally like having a federal government telling me what I should or should not be able to put inside my own body. Um, or, for that matter, my children's bodies, uh, my non-existence, theoretical children. <laughs> uh, like, I've, I've, uh, I, I'm not big on weed myself, but I'm very pro-weed. I think it should be totally legalized, and I think once we legalize drugs, I think that'll solve a lot of problems. Uh, the drug war has been going poorly. Drug problems yeah. have actually skyrocketed, and the only thing that's happened with that is the drug companies that exist have decided to go around the loopholes that they placed, uh, like they so often do, and have made essentially legal versions of the, the drugs that they uh, made illegal. Uh, like, the opioid epidemic is a really classical example right now. That's that's killing millions at the moment. Millions? Hundreds of thousands. It's killing a large number of people. Um, and ruining families left and right. And it's really 100% legal. Um, for the most part, they did just finish that court case. I don't know if you heard uh, about them. I think they settled for like a full after fact check, but I want to say it was like fifty-five million dollars or something to that extent. It was quite a bit of money. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, uh, I just believe that you have the right to make the decisions, uh, rather it be weed to crystal meth. Or whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, yeah, we definitely shouldn't be put in prison and have our lives ruined forever for putting a chemical in our body just because the government, yeah. you know, like doesn't like it. The prison system's a whole other issue. We won't yeah. get that for that today. That's not a topic we chose, but it's actually one of those topics I get on sometimes. So we'll probably get on that as we go. Um, yeah. I mean, our our pro our our drug thing runs straight into the like guns in a way because like prohibition it's not it doesn't really work very well i mean name a time in history when prohibition actually did work that uh and you, that time I, when yeah yeah the time when uh, stalin prohibited bread in ussr <laughs> worked worked really well everyone lost a lot of weight people in russia look fabulous now mm fabulous Lots, lots of models from there. Yeah, um, he and I are pretty similar on our on our gun ideas. I get a little bit more gung ho than him. Uh, I think that we should have people all guns. say I'm an extremist, and I'm like, you you don't know my friend Mike, okay? Yeah, I think that everyone should have guns. I don't think that anyone should be able to be told that they don't have a gun unless they have an actual active history of violence and they have not sought therapy and shown change, like. I Real think quick. That, I think felons should have guns. I think okay. I think okay, that everyone should have it. Yeah, uh, tanks and nuclear uh, tanks and rec recreational nukes. <laughs> yeah, I always loved when uh, people would be like, uh, 
you know, the, the Second Amendment was made whenever there was muskets and cannons and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I should be able to buy a cannon. I mean, uh, if you think about it, everybody likes to use that argument for guns. But, it, um, you know, was the, you know, like, there are amendments that we have, like, update. we've updated our rules for, like, the Internet and for electricity and things like that. Um, do you think our forefathers were thinking about the internet when they wrote the Constitution? I Probably not. We have to move. It's weird how it applies to the fucking internet and Facebook and Twitter, but guns, ah, fuck that shit. Bring the Constitution down. Yeah, um, we, you can't pick and choose. And I have a lot of people right now talking about how there was like uh, six reported people wounded by vaping. Uh, and how mad they are that we're about to regulate vaping, uh, but not the guns. Vaping isn't in the fucking Constitution! We did not kick a, a fucking tyrant from ruling over our country with our fucking pipes. I mean, that's, that's not how this I works. don't think that they should be telling us whether or not we can vape either, but it's not an equal okay. argument, no. Definitely it's not. not. No. And I mean, like, it's just... the The guns... The guns argument to me, it feels like yet another thing to keep us divided, a tool for the two-party system, which is basically like the very next topic. So, like, if you want to take that from me and, and run with it, you're welcome to. Yeah, so uh, it kind of correlates back to the forefathers. The two-party system was something that they specifically did not want because they knew it would turn into a shit show. The and whole reason why yeah, the, the whole reason we ended up with a two-party <laughs> system to begin with was because we didn't have the fucking phone. We didn't even have the fucking phone. Uh, it was very easy and convenient for people to hear the word Republican. I know they use different terminology. I just can't recall what it is off the top of my head. Uh, but they would say that this person is Republican, and therefore they believe in this, this, and that. And uh, this person is a Democrat, so therefore they believe in this, this, and that. that that's... The extent of knowledge that people could really afford to spread across the country. You couldn't go to each individual state. That would take you a fucking year to campaign. Um, and be ex exceptionally expensive. So they had to do it that way, arguably. Um, why they couldn't just send, hand out a, a pamphlet saying, Hey, my name's John and this is the things that I believe in. I, I don't know. Um, but they decided to, to do it this way. And here we are. The problem with the, the biggest problem, I should say, with the two-party system is that there isn't a fucking difference. It is not Republican and Democrat. It is big government and small government. It is the people versus the government. That that's the breakdown. When you have a Republican, they, they are pro-government on some things and pro uh, or anti-government on some things. Same thing with the Democrat. They're pro-government on some things and anti-government on other things. So if you get four years of a Republican, he's going to increase the government on some things. And then you get a Democrat. He's going to increase the government on the opposite things. And it just keeps compiling because no one ever flattery. goes back. No one goes back to fucking take those things down because well, that would be limiting their power. I mean, there in this past one, Trump has taken apart some of the legacy of the person who came before him. But it's not it's 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 just basically Obamacare. That's it. Yeah, nobody cares. No, nobody fucking cares. Well, um, fuck Obamacare. Nobody cares, to be honest, but that was actually a good thing in my opinion because like it screwed people really bad. But 
and that's beside the point. That's not what we're talking about here, but yeah. This two-party system keeps us fighting. Keeps us divided, limits our choices. We... The thing that always drives me nuts, especially right now, is everybody is calling Donald Trump literally Hitler, just like they did with Obama and Bush and everybody else before them. It's Uh, either Hitler or the savior. Like, you you know, because like on one side, people are thinking that he's Hitler. And on the other side, thanks to things like Q and shit, uh, and, you know, people think that he's some sort of like savior that was sent to to end all of this and clear the swamp so like we have like ultimate mass polarization going on on the far sides of these of this two-party argument the point being is that people are saying that trump is literally hitler obama is literally hitler and like the the left in particular is saying that we need to take away all guns are are you sure or is, is he hitler or is he the dude that you want to take everybody's gun? I'm so confused right now. But which one is it? Because here's the thing that happens, is if you let Trump do this, the next president's going to do that. Just like how Trump could essentially declare war on whoever the fuck he wants to because the Republicans let it slip back in uh, uh, the Bush era. And then Obama did the fucking same thing and continued the war, uh, rather than pulling out the soldiers that he uh, <coughs> said that he was going to do. You, you see the snowball effect of these things. Uh, the presidents are never going to start limiting their power, just like Congress isn't going to start shortening their, their term limits and ch- cutting off their paychecks. It's not going to fucking happen. Power corrupts absolutely. That is the rule. That is the rule. You find me a politician that isn't corrupt, and I'll blow you. I'll, I'll just straight blow you. I thought I found one, but then I got upset because it's exactly in, yeah. Like every exactly. time, every time I put my faith in a new politician, they turn around and do something, and I'm just like, the mask it slips, my black pill gets bigger. I should say a non-corrupt one that isn't Ron Paul. That dude is a saint. Law. I mean, I haven't seen him do anything bad, but um. Dude. He doesn't want to be a politician, and that's what makes him such an amazing politician. He isn't there to get political power or any of that bullshit. He's there to spread his message. He's said as much, and he's voted as much. Well, he has you know, never voted against his against his leanings. Absolutely. You know why uh, George Washington is my favorite president, right? Because he's the only president that didn't want to be president. Yeah. Yeah. George Washington is like a great example of that. I also prefer like Calvin Coolidge. A lot of people like to shit on him. A lot he of did people absolutely don't even nothing. know who the fuck that. he is. He did nothing, and that is amazing. Thank that you. is amazing. Nothing fell apart. Nothing went to hell. We didn't change well, anything. It was during during the Depression, but that's also well, not the president. I don't think that was his fault, politics. though. Like it, It's not. That's, that's where it started going downhill, though, is yeah. people started looking to the president as a supreme leader that's in charge of the economy. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Go spend your fucking money. That's how you fix the economy. Stop freaking out every single time you see the stock market dips and go fucking buy something for your daughter. Go get a pony. Go get a pony. All girls want a... Well, all kids want a pony. It doesn't wow. matter did, if it's a girl just, or a boy. Did you just try to fucking put a gender hold on that? Is that... Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Wow. Are you Are you trying to lead us into the next fucking topic? <laughs> Um, because, like, you know, talk about another fucking polarizing issue. We, uh, we're gonna talk about LGBT. I'm, I'm bisexual. I'm trans. I, you know, I, uh, I 
used to be LGBT and I'm very loud about the walk away uh, movement right now. So um, I've got plenty to say about about things. But I mean, in my main worldly view, I believe that everyone should be able to do to make these life choices for themselves and live in peace. Um, so long as they're not putting them out on each other. And that's where that's where the problems began. That's where I stepped away and I had to step back from the whole situation and it caused very strong opinions in me. Um, I don't like LGBT anymore. I refuse to have anything to do with the rainbow, which makes me very sad because I fucking love the rainbow. But, you know, if you use it, you know what people think, you know. So I just don't wear, I don't wear the rainbows or anything like that anymore. Um... It just seems like after everybody got marriage and uh, the right to adopt, I felt like we really should have just stopped there. Um, And we just kept pushing it. And it went from let me live my life to you have to sing the praises of my life, uh, of my lifestyle. And I don't agree with that. I think that Chick-fil-A should be able to give to Christian organizations And that if Christian organizations don't believe in the LGBT way of life, that so long as they leave people alone and don't go after LGBT people, they should be able to do whatever they like. That's their belief. Who are people to tell people what they can and cannot believe? You know, um, one of my biggest things was that how can the LGBT people ask other people to accept them and their way of life and their beliefs, but they can be so unaccepting of anything that questions their or exists in question of their way of life or beliefs. And I don't like that at all. It's not all gay people. Don't. It's not all LGBT either. And there are plenty of people in the LGBT trying to calm things down too. I just, I couldn't stay. I can't stay there and do that. It was too toxic. But I mean, like, I don't know if you've had any experiences with that, but, uh, I mean, you, you and Percy both are my experience with that. When I met you guys, I had like next to no one interest in no knowledge of the LGBTQ, uh, or transgenders or gays, really any of that. Like I have a a gay uncle. That's, that's about my extent of it living in the South, really. Because no one gives a fuck. I've never in all my life heard anyone be like, Fuck that homo. No one's ever liked that. No one. If they do, everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong What's with you? What's wrong with you? Yeah. No one is like that. The, I, I'm sure it happens. Don't get me wrong. But that yeah, is the does. exception. I've, I've had a couple of people do it to me, but they're always like, you know, it's rare. Your average person does not just go around treating gay people like shit. Like, that's just not normal. If, yeah, no. And it's, um, it, it causes it makes it difficult for us to talk about it too, though. Like the level of discomfort yeah. that is created. It, that's that's the whole thing. Is it this isn't a conversation anymore? The left does not want it to be a conversation, or whom whomever the fuck you would like to attribute this to. The left, um, they this this isn't a matter up for the discussion. This is what it is. There is no questions about it. They're treating it as if it is science, and then they're throwing pseudo science in there. Okay, but the scientist says. Go fuck yourself. That's not every fucking scientist. There's yeah. you're, you're acting like this is throughout the entire scientific 
region, and it's not. It is. I don't even know if it's 50-50. A lot of people, from what I've seen, have been like, no, they're fucking weird. Like, they're, they're fucking wrong. They're just making up shit. Uh, yeah. And it's nice that everybody's thinking about us, but we're a minority. Why are you changing all of society for a minority? That doesn't make sense. Just be kind to people and leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't I mean, feel like we need to make back societal to the rules for, an, for a mi minority group. If we were to remove all... all the racial dividers that are in our, our legal speak, we could just say human beings. It all just comes down to individualism again. Just mind your own fucking business and treat everybody like you want to be treated. It's that fucking simple. I don't care who you are fucking. I don't care what your genitalia is. I don't care what kind of genitalia you think you have. I don't I don't care. That is that's none of my business. Yeah. Get your pull chemicals and get out of my store. That's that's how I treat this. And I mean, like, it, it, this whole conversation here leads us directly into the next fucking topic, too, because that's the topic of free speech. Um, a lot of people have been arguing over what hate speech is and what's free speech and what we can say and what we can't say and what we should say and what we shouldn't say and who should censor who and sh who should censor what. Um, I think that both, I speak for both of us when I say that we're both kind of like, fuck censorship. Um, we're all adults yeah. here. We should be able to handle something offensive and then confront it with, like, maybe not, like, perfect. You know, if you get emotional, it's fine. But step back emotions and think before you act on those emotions just to make sure because, like, I mean, I have made myself look like a fucking fool letting emotions run me into a situation where I really needed my logic. And one of the things I noticed was that I had been away from the decentralized internet, which is, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy because when I went back to the decentralized internet to check it out and stuff, I knew that there were things like that out there. Um, but it had been so long that I had to go through the culture shock of it again. Like, I was literally, at first, like, overwhelmed with what the world is really like. Everything that we get on the centralized internet is completely sanitized. And I wonder sometimes if that's not why people can't react reasonably to things. Like, they think that this is the worst of the worst, and they don't really know. <laughs> Do you know, like, my favorite customers that come into my store? They're not the fucking people that are, like, super nice or anything like that. It's the dudes that come in there and they start just talking to me about their fucking life with no censor on it. Like, when someone tells me that they're having a shitty day, that's just, that's just instantly, like, you know what? All the fucking walls are down. I can say whatever I want to this dude and there's not going to be a problem. Those are the people that I feel most comfortable around. And I wish it was more like that more. Like, everyone just has this bullshit, you know, mask on all the time walking around with people. You always feel like you're walking around, uh, walking on glass and stuff. And it's such a silly way to do it. Like, these are fucking words. If we cannot sit down and have a conversation and me say something about someone or something or some particular subject, and you not lose your fucking mind because I have that opinion of it or I said that specific word about that thing, 
then there, there's an issue. And I don't think the issue is on my end. I think the issue is on your end, if you, if you can't handle yourself with just simple discourse. Now, that being said, uh, we see a lot of people talking about how there should be censorship and how things are offensive, and then they're going out and calling people Nazis and saying people should be burned and killed and attacked. And that's just... What? Yeah, on the other hand, we have people saying, oh, censorship is bad. Everyone should be able to speak peaceably in any way that they want. But then they turn around and they're like, except for burning the flag and this and that and this and that. They make these lists. That is very true. Um, You know, it's it's really frustrating. Yeah, you're supposed to use the whole Bible, not just parts of it. You know, you're supposed to use the whole Constitution, not just parts of it. I don't give a shit. I mean, like, hey, I'm a universalist. I'm not exactly your... I'm not... I'm not really... I wouldn't... I don't think that Christians would call me a Christian. Some Christians do, just because of the way I choose my vernacular, because I was raised in a very uh, Christian... Some of... Some of my background was very Christian. Are you telling me they don't call you a homo and try to stone you? Because that's all I've ever heard. No, like... Is that that not what happens? When I came out to my family, it was really crazy because I got all upset. <coughs> I thought they were going to be upset. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I got myself worked up and everything. And um, it was just like I had told them that I was going to dye my hair a different color or something. Like, it really did. They were like, you know, are you happy? <laughs> and like I have to admit underneath I got a little bit irritated because I'd worked myself up to you know get what I thought everybody got and then I didn't get that and maybe my family's just amazing because I've seen some people's families be real shitheads over it but uh yeah, yeah they did the same thing with me with trans with being trans coming out and telling them that same thing with hey. me telling my Pentecostal preacher grandfather that uh, I was doing porn. <laughs> Sounds like you had a better time than Jesse Smollett. So. Oh yeah, probably. I mean, dear God. Oof. I mean that guy. That guy just gets you know nooses around his neck out in the cold. He just wants to eat some fucking sandwich, you know. Poor guy. Jesus Christ. Can't believe there's such homophobia in this world. It's wild. You know you're not anyway, allowed to uh, do that shit. You're gonna get called a phobic. Oh, I'm very phobic. But I mean, like, free speech, not being able to go out there and discuss things with each other openly, it creates more polarization because we sit in our echo chambers until we come out and we talk, and it just, it, it, it causes great conflagrations. Is that the right word? Conflagration? Maybe not. I'm not I, don't, sure. I don't think that's a word. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, never mind. It causes great conflict, whatever. Uh, um, and, and, and like, you know, that which uh, actually leads us into our next part. Because, like, one of the things that has the biggest echo chambers and the biggest polarization and the biggest set of fighting over it in the nation right now, to my opinion, is uh, the abortion issue. Yeah, so with abortion, uh, this is something that uh, I really like to have on here because I think a lot of people have seen, so far we agree on most of the stuff that we've been through. But with abortion, at least for me and I think for you as well, 
we're very gray on this. It's still something that we're trying to work out. And I think it's important for people to see that, that it's okay to not be like, this is it. This is, this is my decision. Fuck any other information I get. Everyone uh, who disagrees with me is evil. Yeah. Um, just because that guy has a red flag over there and someone handed you a blue flag doesn't mean you need to crucify them. Um, but, you know, I am I thought for the longest time I was very uh, pro-life on this. Uh, and then I got new information and new uh, opinions on it and uh, ways of just looking at it in general and breaking it down. Uh, and now I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm back to trying to break down where I lean on this. Um, and every time we yeah, come out with more information about it, we have to go through the whole thing again to try and figure out if that has changed anything or not. You know, like right yeah. now, I can't even really truly say if I'm pro-choice or pro-life at this point. Because like if you were to come to me and ask me for advice, you would get pro-life advice. If you yeah, were to meet I'm me at the ballot and see what I was to vote, you would see me voting pro-choice right now. I don't trust our government to be involved in that. And um, I don't trust myself or the rest of us who are not experts to make that choice for another human being at this point. So, like, I have yeah. to go with pro-choice right now. But, like, I mean, even that, that's not a solid thing. I'm, I'm out there willing and trying to talk to people about things and get different points of view and you know, like really take it into consideration. It's very important. Um, when I was younger, I, I almost did get an abortion. Um, like I, I heavily considered it and I'm, I'm sure we'll get into discussing that story at some point because it's a perfect example of the gray zone because the Planned Parenthood did not act the way that, you know, Fox News tells us that Planned Parenthoods act. And, um, but I have friends who have gone to Planned Parenthoods that do act that way. So, you know, it, it shines a light on the fact that even you, you can't even judge one Planned Parenthood by the other at this point because they did everything in their power to help me feel like I could keep my child. And then they went to the adoption option first, the adoption option first. And, you know, they, they were really helpful. And when I decided to keep my child, I had to cross picket lines, um, with the police there because to help me across because these people thought I was going there to kill my baby and I was going there to get prenatals and uh, they could have hurt me and my baby thinking that I was going to kill my child anyways and uh, all I wanted to do was get some vitamins for my kid basically I like how you said you weren't going to go into this and then you just went right into it. No, that was like really, that was the basic. The whole story is a lot longer than that. Are you, are you saying we're going to have a whole episode with Mike talking about his abortion? No, but I think or that like we that should else. definitely have an episode where we sit around and talk about abortion. I think that would be a great episode in the future. I like my idea better. We should just sit, sit here. We'll have story time. Here. Mike will yeah, sit we'll down and tell you all the story from beginning to end one day. So, real quick, <laughs> the what I want to get into is I I always get this it is like why is it such a gray area for us? Like yeah. usually 
it's confusing to people that it's not such an obvious answer. Like, how how could you possibly be pro-life? That's crazy. This is a woman, woman's rights, etc. and so forth. It's fucking crazy. And then you have the opposite spectrum of this is a baby. How could you how could you kill it, etc. and so forth. And that's the whole thing. That's that's why it's so important, so important to just shut your fucking mouth for two seconds and listen to people just a little bit, just a little bit. If you if you heard the difference on just those two things, it it would it should change your uh, opinion on like how these people are looking at it and give you some insight on why the other side is thinking this way. I think that the that the biggest difference black is and that white there is uh, really one of the reasons why we're so gray. Yeah, um, you see that in our reaction the, is to think about it harder. On the one side. You have a side that literally <coughs> believes that you are killing babies. And that that's typically a big deal. If you're okay with killing babies, uh, there, there's a problem there, I would I would suggest. And I think a lot of people would agree. And I'm not and okay with on the just other side, killing babies. Like, that's just weird. I don't like it. <laughs> on the other side, the left argues that it's not a baby. It's a, a lump of cells and etc. and so forth. To say that's that's wrong or incorrect, I'm not 100% sure yet. It's something I'm still working on myself. But that is the big difference. A baby or a lump of cells, two very big differences. I think I'd be okay with killing cells. I don't think I'd be okay with killing a baby. Yeah, if you believe that it's... ruining lives. If you believe that it's cells, you don't believe you're killing a baby. So exactly. to say that the people who are pro-choice are are baby killers or that they're pro-abortion, or that they're pro-killing babies, it's kind of, uh, it's it's a very incorrect and black and white way to look at it. But also it, it to assume to that people, because like on the other side, people believe that babies, that these are babies and you are killing them. And you can see that they truly believe this shit and it is in their deaths. And to call it, them, it goes back to, to accuse them of misogyny and stuff like that because they... You know, like, and saying they don't care about women and things just because of that. You know, like, that's that's wrong, too. Like, if maybe we could see things from each other's point of view or something. It, it goes back to calling people a Nazi. You, The moment you call somebody so something so disgusting as a Nazi, you're ending the conversation right then and there. Nobody wants to talk to somebody that's convicting them of being a Nazi. Nobody wants to talk to a Nazi. Right. On the other end, uh, with the abortion argument, nobody wants to talk to somebody that's a baby. Just talk to somebody that's accusing them of being a baby. So you, you can't fucking... You have to just chill the fuck out and listen for a second. Just chill the fuck out. Yeah. And I mean, it, nobody it, wants to be called a baby killer. That's for sure. Exactly. Just like you said. It just... It doesn't... Yeah. It doesn't... It's not conducive to conversation. And, like, that's... Like, perfectly wrapped into, like, our show, you know, because, like, we want people to talk about these things. We want people to think about these things and see different points of view. So we'll be bringing people in with specifically different points of view. Some of them may be experts. Some of them may be everymen who are not experts, but they're just normal people, you know, um, because we need not those angles. Like what? You're just not weird like us is what you're saying. Well, some of them are, might be weird. I don't. I don't know. We have no idea who else is going to come on here in the future. They um, could be. 
So I guess that kind of brings us down into uh, the, well, what we plan on doing for each episode, I think, is uh, ideally trying to expand y'all's information pools by sharing different content creators with you, specifically content creators that we thought brought something interesting to the table uh, or informed us or big influences to us or just people that we think are producing uh, interesting uh, information, uh, information-oriented videos. Um, so this week we chose a, uh, a content creator through YouTube known as Philosophy2, and the reason this ties in so well is the whole reason I started watching this dude's channel is I saw a video about uh, abortion through his channel, and his argument through there was so solidly structured uh, to the opposite spectrum. He was pro-choice, relatively speaking, whereas I was pro-life at the time. It was such a logical argument and so good and clear at explaining his examples that it really made me sit down and consider it. And to this day, because of those videos, I'm still considering it and trying to think this stuff out. Uh, Since then, it, it kind of opened up all of his other videos and I started watching his other stuff. And he has really solid stuff from what I've seen. And he usually is doing these videos from a leftist point of view. Um, which, it's very rare for us to find a left-oriented, logical, uh, reason-oriented video. At least yeah. in my opinion and our resources. Um, you have anything you'd like to add, Mike? Um, I just, I really like the way that he delivers things. It's engaging. It's at times even amusing. Um, he's not making fun of the issues, mind you, but he just has a really good way of catching your attention and keeping you there while you're there. So, like, I notice that sort of thing because sometimes when I go to sit down and watch something informative, I just can't sit and watch it. So, like, you know, I really like the way that he can, you know, catch my attention. I like his jokes, too. Yeah, I do, too. They're, they're pretty it's- good. So, like, you know, if you get a chance, we're going to put their link down below obviously and um i hope that you guys will give them a chance um even if you're not on the left uh take a look into other people's point of views and and see what they've got to say i think that um you might be surprised based on some of the things that i see people out there saying online um to find that not all of those stereotypes out there that you you daily think of are uh, are true Real quick, if you hate Ben Shapiro, go watch one fucking Ben Shapiro video. Just one. Before you decide that you fucking hate him, watch an entire fucking video of Ben Shapiro. Rather than just seeing clips or just seeing, uh, just hearing about it. Go watch a full fucking video. Or anyone that you've ever heard of that. If you hate Jordan Peterson, go do it. If you hate Donald Trump, go do it. Well, with Donald Trump, you're you're gonna not like it. Just, Just trust me. Um, like, I can't, (laughs) I can't hardly watch that shit sometimes. I watch all um, of his rallies from beginning to end, and I'm just like, oh, God, can I stop now? The point being is just try to open up your mind a little bit and come to conclusions on your own. Watch the real fucking thing. Watch the whole fucking thing before you decide this is, this is it. Because my friend Jeff told me about it, and he said Ben Shapiro's a Nazi. Don't let people tell you what to think. Go find out and think and decide what to think for yourself. 
And Speaking of which, did you hear about how the queen is a lizard person? We don't talk about that. The, we only talk about her beautiful corgis and how amazing she is. I do like her corgis. <laughs> I mean, like, good taste in dogs, definitely. I'm, uh... I'd vote for her. You'd vote for her? I'd vote for her, too. Just on the dock alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have a real thing for the Queen of England. I don't know why. <laughs> I'll get going on it sometimes. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that point. But, like, I mean, this is this is basically what you're going to be getting when you come here to look at us and come here to join us for a little bit of time. Obviously, as we said earlier, some of them are going to be shorter. Some of them are going to be longer. Um, it's just depending on, you know, what we're doing at the time. Uh, I guess, like, all there is left to do at this point is to uh, give a special thanks out there to our Liberty residents. They helped us put together this. They helped us collect memes for it. Um, they come up with interesting questions and things for us to add into it. They're great support. We love you guys. And uh, um, special thanks to coffee and marijuana and a lot of fucking patience. Come check us out on our various social media pages listed below. Or you can come talk to us about it over in the Mad Liberty Discord. Uh, tell us you love it, hated it, uh, some ideas, suggestions, comments, concerns, uh, share your offensive memes. Uh, next week we'll be getting into something a little more specific, but we wanted you guys to get a feel for what this is all about. So hopefully we did a, a pretty good job of showing you what the videos will be about and, uh, hopefully, uh, share, uh, shared a little bit of our sense of humors. Um, we're both pretty new at this, so hopefully you guys can bear with us, and uh, we hope that you guys will show up for next week. Until then, the tea is getting cold, and we've had our Snickers snacks. We'll see you all next time when we come galumphing back. The mad, this Mad Liberty Party is adjourned. <laughs>